0: All we do is crush it, you yeah. All we do is crush it, y'all. All we do is crush so it, you Come
1: on. All we do is crush it, y'all. Cause I you up and that's a smile your face.
2: You seem to remember me.
1: The one you got your whole style from. You
2: wake you up and that's your face. You seem
1: to remember me. The one you got your rhyme style from. You wake you up and that's your
3: face. You seem to remember me. The one you got your rhyme style from.
0: Welcome back, to Crush a Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese bringing you a special episode, the Prodigy Tribute Show. To make it clear, this is to honor and respect Prodigy, the iconic New York MC with an extensive catalog. Crush a Lot Podcast is all about bringing hip hop lovers. From all walks of life From fans From bloggers from radio hosts To podcasts If you love hip hop And you love to talk about hip hop You are always welcome To come to the Crush A Podcast show and This is about Prodigy Prolific MC Who has affected many people In positive ways And for New York He held the bandana and that flag, very strong, and we're very proud of his accomplishment. So to P and all the fans around the world that love mop Deep and love P, I hope you enjoyed this tribute to Prodigy. My man Wise, Wise King, um, thank you for being on the show. Um, how's everything with you?
4: All is well, everything's peace. You know, everything's going right and exact, you know just trying to weather the storm that the hip-hop community has just been going through for the past days so you know with the sad news about prodigy and his passing
0: what were your what's your thoughts on uh prodigy and mob deep how did you how did you find these cats because we're we're gonna be around the same age i ain't gonna put our age out there but i was about 13 15 years old when that came out and i was like they're speaking my language like so how was your history with that
4: right indeed uh I recall when I was sleeping over my grandmother's house in Flatbush one night, my cousin Mike, he was the one that pretty much was the one that would put me on to all the music that I would come to come across in the hip hop genre. So one night my cousin comes home and it's about like two in the morning and I'm in his room, I'm already knocked out. At that time I'm about like 12, 13. And he's a little older than me. He's, about, he's probably like about 17, 18 at the time. And he starts playing this song. And all I hear is the instrumental. Dun, dun, mm, mm. And it's the beginning of, like, the guy played the the instrumental, because he bought the single to Survival of the Fittest. So it was just the instrumental, and then he'll play the song. The instrumental, the song. And it was like... He had it to science where he would wake up and right when the tape would stop, he'd wake up, put it on the next side. And it was just the instrumental in the song all night. But I started learning the words to it. (laughs) You know, this is before I knew it, the sun's coming up and I heard this song about 50 times. I'm already learning the words. But I was like, who are these guys that I'm listening to, you know? So later on, I would see them on uh, on. BT on MTV and I'm like, yo, that's who my cousin was listening to. So I started, I went and got the infamous, and I was hooked. I was hooked. Especially when I heard um Trife Life. I said, Man, these guys not only they, they not only could spit that reality rap, which P would dub it soon later, but their storytelling was so vivid that they painted pictures for you. That made you feel like you was in Queensbridge while you're listening to it. Which to me just took their music to the next level. And I said, these guys are just...
0: And they, we, they, they we grew great. up in an era of hip hop where if you listen to anything that's outside of like Brooklyn, it was really hard to admit it. So to the fact that we needed to admit that Nas and Tribe and Mob Deep were dope, right. that's hard for us in our generation to do that there were battle lines but it was hard to deny it that these guys had something special you talked about triflife so we're talking about The Infamous right. for me it was the song that really got me off that album you, everyone would say Shook Ones and for rightly so it was always uh, Your Beef Is Mine mm, always the
4: Nas, yes, really
0: the Nas, cool. yeah the Nas you know, this is Nas that has super prime this is before I believe he dropped his second album right before he dropped his second album so he was still in that Illmatic he was still Nasty nice. so you have that you have Raekwon who just dropped Cuba link you got Ghostface Iron Man coming right the same year Mob Deep came out and you have Mob Deep and at that point that's like the best MCs in the game besides big in one right. song with, a, right. with the production of the Very grimy Production style that they have So for me that song is the one that Really connected with with me Besides the whole rest of the album um, But that one in particular um, How would you Categorize like the way P would spit You said that you know he, The reality rap I know that you Pretty much a hip hop scholar in this So where have you seen his game From when he first started to when he first until he recently passed away because he was still dropping stuff, he was still touring. Where where do you see him in the pantheons of MCs and his style?
4: Well, I had a little analogy that I put together earlier and I said if rap music was to give out categories and awards such as uh, like sports does, you know, sports gives you your MVP awards and each season or each year uh, you've done a new MVP. I would say for that 1995, 1996 season, that year, year and a half, two year period, there was nobody in the rap game that was better than Prodigy. Prodigy was hip hop's MVP. I mean, you talk about a body of work that includes... The Infamous, and you know, like we just mentioned, you know, a few of those classics that are on the Infamous. Then uh, another one was "Parties Over." That one, what a way to end the album! So <laughs> you had "Parties Over." Then after that, in '96, they dropped "Hell on Earth." "Hell on Earth" was ground-shattering. This album was had the song or the single. Um, GOD Part 3, you know.
0: Which when, is probably in my top five Mob Deep songs ever.
4: Yes. Yes. Mine too. Mine too. And when this song came out, this was the song that would lead me to quest how to find out, trying to find out how do I produce music. When I heard that sample, I was like, wait a minute. That's from Scarface. That's from the movie Scarface. How did he take that? You know, and put it in, put some drums to it and add some vocals. And here we have one of the greatest, like you said, I agree. That's top five mob songs ever. And when I heard that, I said, you know what? I got, I got to learn how to make music. I got to learn how to produce. That was the single track right there.
0: Yeah, that was the, in that album, Hell on Earth. And I don't think Hell on Earth not enough love for a follow-up. When you make a classic and you, and everyone's talking about how good the infamous is. How do you follow up? And the follow-up is Hell on Earth, which is more refined, more... Oh, ho- yeah. they, like, they evolved it. It doesn't yeah. get as much love because it wasn't the one that knocked the door down, like the one infamous was. But it kept the door open, and it, I think it cemented both of them, especially P, um, as hip-hop icons. The follow-up is always important. And Absolutely. they killed it. I mean, the... the He went after Pac, uh, and drop a gem on them. He, he, he he was he, but he did it where I'm not going to let anyone the, he was blunt. He was direct. He didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't make you think it was someone else. He let you know who it was and who he was referring to. And that's what P did. He just was so real all the time. And I honestly believe he would have fought. Pac or anybody else. Like, I do believe that's in his nature to do
5: that.
4: Yes, Prodigy didn't sugarcoat. Prodigy didn't bite his tongue for nobody. Like, Prodigy, and this is a time where, mind you, they have the boogeyman in Shook Knight out in the <laughs> West Coast that's trolling with Tupac. So now, you know, half the industry, or more than half the industry, let's say a good 85% of the industry was Shook, no pun intended, <laughs> of Shook Knight. And here you have Prodigy, who's bringing back a vivid reminder. Before you get reminded, a robberies in Manhattan. You know what happened. 60 G's worth of gun clapping. <laughs> New York gotcha. Now you want to use my mom as a crutch? <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, those lines were just piercing, piercing.
0: Piercing, hey. and he went to bat for New York. And yes. when LA was in uh, California, was getting the momentum with Death Row, and they were doing good stuff. That hey, I didn't get into that till later. I'm such a like I'm an East Coast guy. I would not, even till now, it's really hard for me to even acknowledge it because that's the era I grew up in. Now saying that, he when cat when um, Death Row and all that crew released um, New York, New York, their big beef, direct shot at New York MCs, Prodigy, and that and came in hard with L.A.L.A. LA. Oh, yeah. And that was, for me, a proud moment in New York hip-hop. And I believe that that was... He, he don't get enough respect for going in the front line and challenging these cats.
4: Absolutely. He he had his vocals loud and clear on the hook. Not only that, but look what else he did in the midst of that. By being on that track, by being, by having being the one on the hook, using his vocals for the hook, he helped usher in another super duo in Capone and Noriega and put Dumb on the map. You know, to where it's like, oh, these guys are Wamar D. And not only are they will Marv deep, but they getting in that LA, you know, they, they too are stepping up to the forefront. And that's another major contribution that Prodigy and Havoc has done.
0: Yeah. So one of the, and we're going to wrap it up here. One of the things that's missing right now in this hip hop generation, I'm not going to hear, I'm not going to be, it's hard for me not to really clown too much on what's happening now in hip hop. But one of the things that's missing in hip hop is authenticity and everyone's projecting who they want you to think they are but p and mob and havoc they were not like that and that generation hip hop everyone sounded different but everybody pushed each other to be better and right. that's missing right now like that that's where what made that time special and what made new york hip hop the best at that time and i'm hoping that we could get back to that I really do, but this was a big loss for us. Um, saying that, what's your your number one Mob Deep song? Wow! If you had number to pick one, one. besides God.
4: <laughs> besides God, ooh, um, I think I'm going to have to go with Still Shining.
0: Yeah, Still Shining is a good one, for sure. Wise King, thank you for coming on the Crush A Lot podcast. We'll never get you back on, hopefully on happier news. Um, so check him out on his social media, Wise King. But don't be hitting him up like that. He's, you know, he's New York. He's not that friendly. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
4: Peace, my brother. Pleasure to be here. Peace. Thank you.
0: Prodigy Tribute Show. Man, when I, when I thought about doing this, I had to get New York folks. But I needed to get a strong female representation. And this is where Ivy Rivera came in my mind. Because she's out there in the forefront of hip-hop, representing um, for the culture and she's all over the place so if you haven't hit up the Ivy uh, Rivera show do that it's funny it's entertaining and you get some good information there how are you I'm
6: great thank you for that introduction I feel popping
0: so she's in transit right now so safe driving out there um, so the passing of prodigy happened as this episode drops we're all assuming it's sickle cell dis- disease um, what's your history with prodigy his music Um, You're in the culture. You're spreading the culture. How has that impacted you? What do you think of all of this?
6: So, um, before I even start my story, definitely want to send my condolences out to his friends and family um, on the loss of a legend in hip hop. When you think of Bridge, you think of Mobb Deep. When you think of Mobb Deep, you think of Prodigy, and um, he was probably one of the greatest lyricists of all time. You know, um, he was a very how how he would say, "Surreal nigga," you know, and he he was a, a lyricist that I was scared to get in cahoots with, you know. He he'd probably throw a TV at me, but <laughs> um, outside of that, you know, he was a a star. You know, when I met him, I met him in March and Static Selecta introduced me to him, and as rare it is for me. I, tap dancing inside because i was like wow like this is somebody who i stumbled upon and the first one of the first ones that i heard of course was Quiet storm and it was i'm not gonna say life-changing but it was the song that made me really fuck with Mob d and prodigy you know and it just unraveled from there that's a, a new york classic you know um he was a great person he got a lot of love you know the day that he died it was just my timeline was flooded with prodigy it it wasn't something that just happened that nobody really cared about like everybody had a picture or a moment or a story to tell about prodigy and and that was amazing my my Right, right. You know, making sure that she can his alive and, and really feel you know this moment because I, I feel like it is equivalent to like a death of Tupac or or Biggie you know it this is a real tragic loss you know it wasn't how can I say this it wasn't a, a terrible way to go out so um, of course it's not like all over the news like oh he got murdered or he got shot but of course he was sick you know he's been battling sick for himself forever you know so he's a he's such a fighter and, and it sucks that the thing that he was fighting for so long took him out but you know he he's just a prime example of, of never giving up and doing what you gotta do and, and really being who you are he, he always was who he was And he never changed, and he was just like a great person, a great artist, and we will forever remember him as one of the greats.
0: Yeah, one of the things that made Prodigy so great is that he's authentic, and that's one of the reasons I wanted you on the show, because you're authentic. You are who you are, you're not going to sugarcoat it, and you exact me how I am, but Prodigy was the same way, but it was the first time someone was so visceral about the projects, the way he lived, and I think that's what's sorely missing in the game right now, is just that authenticity, and not projecting who you want people to think you are, but well, actually who you are, and that's something hopefully we get back to, Ivy, I know you're driving out there, and be more, doing your thing, um, if you're not, if you're new to Ivy, listen, follow her on a Twitter, that's a young body, take away the O, um, and check out her podcast it's entertaining stuff all right so drive safe and we'll definitely catch you down the line in a future episode thank you thank girl. you very much have a good one another guest for the prodigy tribute show all the way from Dubai big Haas. how are you
3: assalamu alaikum which means peace be upon you this is the uh, of course Muslim greetings what's up man how you doing and I'm good it, it, we've been playing uh,
0: Skype tag for a while now because the time difference is so big but this is what's special about the hip hop community it's it's global it's everywhere and and we love to talk i know you love to talk i know i love to talk to different people about the things that we love so much so we do uh, ha- we're happy to have you on the show we wish we could have you on the show on uh, different circumstances right cuz we're t- going to talk about Prodigy and we'll have you on the show late- later in a couple of weeks to really profile you. What are your thoughts about Prodigy? You're in Dubai now, um, you, you know, you're doing your radio show, you, you got a lot of things going on in hip hop, so you are a scholar in this. How is it from your perspective, from your part of the world, how has that been uh, the impact of that news and the history of Prodigy for you in particular?
3: Yo, first of all, man, shout out to you know Crush a lot and what you guys do, and like you said, hip hop connects, and I've always believed that hip hop is is one. You're in New York, I'm in Dubai, and we're talking because of our love and passion for hip hop, and uh, you know and that's the beauty of it. And uh, you know, may his soul rest in peace, man. Like uh, Prodigy is, uh, um, you know, Mob Deep affected hip hop in so many ways, and. Prodigy, a prodigy himself was, um, I think, Mob Deep brought that you know street uh, feel back as well, uh, the New York street feel uh, to the world. Now, how did it affect me as a as a, as a guy who lives in Saudi Arabia, lives in the Arab world? Uh, I actually blogged about this just uh, two three days ago, and I want to share it with you guys. The the first and only time I met Mob Deep was in 2015. I was blessed to meet him, and um, it was it was a blessing because. You know there was a there's a big festival here in, in Dubai called Soul DXB. It's a really really cool sneaker culture, uh, really urban culture, uh, really in- incredible event uh, that these guys put together. So uh, it is it is done by uh, you know one of the dopest people in Dubai. Um, so one of my really big inspirations, uh, he's an Iraqi uh, Canadian MC by the name of a Narcissist, and 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 he is he is uh, he's an incredible rapper. And he had an installation put together, which is a Baqala. Baqala in Arabic means like a store, a small, uh, you know, convenience store. Um, we, we call it Baqala. And he named it after his son, Abu Shams, which is the father of Shams. Um, his son, his name is Shams. So um, I was very excited to see that the installation. And I was there, I was chilling. And I was, you know, seeing the buzz and the vibe. And, and people were like, you know, he was like, you know, selling his merchandise. And all of a sudden, man, Mob Deep just walks in. Uh, you know, they were performing later on that night And they were performing And they were performing um, uh, They were performing, sorry, that night And you can feel the buzz was Like, I was just talking to Narcy And all of a sudden, you know like have a, and, and, and Prodigy walks in And they were like, so excited Wow, and I hear Narcy says to his mother Like, you know, his mom didn't know Like who they were, and he was saying Mom, I used to listen in Arabic He was like, I used to listen to these guys when we were kids And it just gave me goosebumps Because he was like going around asking about what what this is and like he even got some stuff and took a picture and then even jammed it up with the guys later on. So I felt so much proud at that moment and I felt his his humility. I couldn't take a picture with him, but I shook his hand and said, what's up? And it was was a really, really great moment just to show you how uh, humble he is and uh, the support he had for an Arab hip hop artist. And it's incredible. Like a Saudi guy, I'm a Saudi guy. I met Prodigy, who's an American rapper, in Dubai, in the UAE, uh, at an installation for an Iraqi Canadian MC. Hip hop is one, you know? And, and, and that's one of the, like, that's the only story I have for, of course, Prodigy. Other than that, his, his of course, uh, you know, anybody you talk to, they tell you Shook Ones was like a highlight. Um, but for me, man, um, believe it or not, there's a track he has, it's called Still Shining. Uh, I love that track uh, for Mob Deep. And, um, you know, I do believe that there's a lot of relationship between, you know, Islam and hip hop. And there's one line uh, in that track. I remember it was, um, he says, I'm headstrong at peace with myself like Islam. You know, so again, he related peace with Islam, of course, which is the true meaning of Islam. Um, so, yeah, it was like, you know, it definitely, definitely. Uh, it was very shock, shocking for me. And it was uh, a sad, sad day for hip hop, but you know, you honor his legacy by promoting him and pushing him.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story in Big House. We appreciate it. We'll get you on the show to really talk more into it because I know this is you, you and me, we think a lot about this. Uh, Where can people find you if they want to know more about you or follow uh, uh, your show, your radio show or anything
3: like that? Sure. So I I host uh, Saudi's first and only FM Hip Hop Radio show. I take pride in that Uh, It is You can follow me on Twitter I'm very active on Twitter And and Instagram Under uh, Big underscore Huss B-I-G underscore H-A-S-S My real name is Hassan Ahmed But you know I play basketball And it got picked up Like Big Huss I like Big Shaq And that's how the name Came through As Big Huss And uh, Huss is short for Hassan And uh, yeah I'm a human being That believes in the good Authentic um, things And Shout out to what you're doing, man And I believe uh, Really, it takes, you know It takes it takes dedication uh, You know You're straight out of You know, Brooklyn, New York Shout out to everybody tuning in uh, I hope I make it out there one day And, uh, you know Shout out to Crush Allah And shout out to all uh, The people, you know Believing that hip-hop and lyrics Can elevate minds Because that's what I do
0: And as always For the Crush Allah listeners You know I'm going to keep it real with you um, This is one of the My hometown people because I you know I'm Sunset Park so I always gonna represent Sunset Park so Sunblaze, blaze uh, dope 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 MC. if you're into Nas mob deep um, that kind of era music then right up your alley right here uh, some blaze how are you Peace,
2: peace peace what's going on man thanks for being. on yeah know, man. thanks to be on having thank me on the show yeah thank you for and, coming you know, we're gonna on. talk some P today man yeah, P, talk some you know, big heavy influence in my music man like shit. First time I got put on a P was back in like 94, 95. Like I was still literally in elementary school, you know. And shit, I remember being in the lunchroom in school, man, while kids was playing with, you know, with their little, you know, action figures and shit like that, you know. I used to have my headphones on with my jacket over my head, just listening to Infamous, man, you know.
0: That's around 94, and 95 when the Infamous came out.
2: When it came out, like I couldn't even cop it because I was too young. So like my My older brother, you know, he had to go to like um, Music Center, on 48th Street and Fifth Avenue at the time, and had to cop it for me, you know, because I was too young. But man, that music was just so, you know, just what what Prodigy just brought to the table. He wasn't just your just your average MC, man. He he he's he was just another caliber of MC, man, you know. And like what he brought to the table, his music, he just gave you a vivid, you know, image of what. New York, you know, just just being, you know, just growing up in the ghetto, man, you know, and not having anything, you know, and just being, you know, just being a lower cut, just being considered lower class and minorities, you know, and he spoke for those kind of people, man, and and when 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 he spoke, man, his rhymes, man, you, you just see, you know, vividly, man, you see it, you know?
0: Yeah, you were recently at the Hall and Nash show out in Webster. Yes. So you were, I would one of the last uh concerts that he put was was that i'm not sure if he performed what was that like um when he stepped out i know raekwon stepped out and that was my boy i was so close to going to that show i could Yeah, that was, it.
2: hands down that's the best rap show i've been to in my life man and i've been to plenty of rap shows but this show took it man
0: how was that experience when p came out
2: yeah when Pro- prodigy came out you know he got a joint um he actually did an ep with conway the machine, you know, three car EP, and uh, they perform one of the joints. Like nobody even knew Prodigy was there, you know. But they were just bringing guests out uh, left and right, you know. So when that song came out, I kind of already knew Prodigy was gonna come out, you know.
0: Yeah, you had a feeling because of the catalog. That says a lot about Prodigy. Prodigy was always—I never felt Prodigy was someone who. Uh, I think Wu-Tang was a little guilty of this in the beginning where they just kept everything in-house, which was fine. And I, I understood it. But, but Prodigy was very sought, sought after in terms of getting him and features. But later in his career, he was very good at putting the next generation on. And that was something that he did very well. And to get that kind of uh, love from P, if you're Hall and Nash, who like essentially about to really kick in the door for... For hip-hop in, in a way that I feel that's very important to get back to the essence of it and I'm super excited about it um, that's a big deal um, coming from P because he's a lyricist he's 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 relentless he's vivid um, he's intimidating because of the way he 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 spits and Conway and, and um, Westside gun they're 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 very much built the same way
2: yeah, and it's crazy, man, because I was building with one of my boys the other day, and, uh, you know, we were building, uh, you know, about the whole prodigy thing, and, uh, like, I, I, you know, I said this, man, I feel like, you know, this whole prodigy thing is messed up, you know, we lost, we, we lost, definitely we lost one of the greats, but I also feel like he just, you know, it's, it's like, a, like a torchbearer, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's passing the torch to these guys, you know what I mean? And these guys are now continuing, while, you know,
0: what he built you know that's mob deep you know that's mob deep and they have a lot of cred now i'm gonna put your your feet on the in the hot water here if you're gonna have to choose one is it the infamous or is it hell on earth
2: hell on earth i could give you my top three mob deep albums number one is uh murder music number two is hell on earth number three would be infamous for me
0: Wow. Yeah, I think I've heard I've read a lot and I've seen a lot of, of Clips and interviews a lot of people will say that it's it's the infamous because of how important it was But I think it's hell on earth as well. I think they they just took it to another level um, In that album, it's a lot technically is a lot cleaner Um, it, You they're just older smarter and wiser and though you could tell that they've mastered what whatever they were trying to master infamous was special in terms of like here, are these hungry hungry kids, 19 years old, 19 years old, painting these pictures, but their production was super, super good, but it wasn't as good as it was on hell on earth because G.O.D. 3 was phenomenal. And, and that was like, for me, still one of my favorite beats of all time. Is there a song in particular, a verse in particular that P really hit out the park, which was a lot, but the one that really resonates with you?
2: Uh man, this is, I mean, P got verses for days, you know, but like my favorite verse of P would be uh, uh, his verse on Apostle's Warning. Uh, that's the last joint on Hell on Earth. That track is just phenomenal, man.
0: Yeah, he not only does and, he have good verses, he has some good one-liners. Yeah. Like the, you know, the big famous ones, Stab Your Brain With Your Nose Bone yeah i still can't line, think of it oh, yeah, that what's line, another line?
2: Oh, there's a war going on up from survival like he yep. just got lines for days man there's so many you know and, and it's crazy because p is also he's considered one of the most sampled voices in hip-hop like, yeah as far as uh, in terms of um uh, cuts and scratches and stuff on, on records
0: you're right you know i didn't think of that but you're right yeah he has such a
2: you know he has such a unique voice you know
0: yeah, he was great in tres leches with the big off oh, the big pun big uh capital punishment That was another voice that was there was a time where there's like two three four year span where You could have considered him top three mc I mean he came right after Nas and ray just dropped Uh, the purple tape ghost didn't come out until 95. So mob deep came out slightly before that and you had big and So if you're talking about at that time Were the best right there, and Big Pun was coming into the fold, but he wasn't recognized till later. So that was like a big deal in New York City hip hop. To have him there, yeah,
2: P for me, he was untouchable from like 95 to 97, 98. That was like P's prime, you know. Agreed, he was untouchable, man, especially like 95, 96 absolutely
0: that was killing everything and mm-hmm. when uh, HNIC came out that was just as good as any of the other materials he had I know he released an album uh, not so long ago it's very different um, man I, it escapes me what what the name of that album was um, but it uh, just Hegel, came out. Hegelian dialect. yeah yeah I was listening to it a lot today um and he matured so much because he's really talking about things that are going on right now right now in the world and that's something P doesn't really go for too much and to have him start doing that at this stage of his career was refreshing but also shows the importance of what hip-hop music should really be doing right now I mean it's okay to get turned up as the kids say that's all good I understand we get it but this time we gotta talk about things and p on that record was was pretty amazing where his mind was so it's it, it, it's tragic because i think if he was going to go out that album and w- it's pretty special and i encourage everyone to listen to it it doesn't sound like a mob deep record whatsoever though
2: it's, it's definitely different you know
0: mystical yeah i feel like he was in a booth with killer priest and Sons uh-huh. of Man, you know. Yeah. So if you like like that horrorcore hip hip hop, like I do, because I love Sons of Man, I love um the Flatliners. No one talks about the Flatliners. If you know who the Flatliners are, then you yeah, of course, or, man. Yeah, yeah, if you it, so that kind of horrorcore hip hop that doesn't get a lot of recognition because it's really not out there too much, um, gravediggers kind of stuff. Then this is where he went, and it was an interesting. Decision but as a I guess as a 42 year old man, I guess you have to change it up, right? And she so has some things to say um, How big of an influence has prodigy made in your music because you're straight like prodigy in terms of like you're very earnest and raw and vivid and um, really want to keep it close to uh, the hood um, Us people from Sunset we get a lot of slack because we're not we're not technically projects But there ain't nothing sweet about Sunset Park the when when we grew up it was like Latin King heavy, and yet that King. You know, it was heavy. And we grew, um, you know, it was intense from time to time. And, you know, the gentrification is definitely killing the neighborhood a little bit. That's a whole different. Yes. That's a But, but it's, like, it's like any other neighborhood. You any know, other neighborhood. Is, like this, but there was you know. a time when Sunset was like, you couldn't really go anywhere because it was crazy out there. How big of a influence did P and Mob Deep have on your style? Because you're, it's like you're cut from that mold.
2: Yeah, man, uh, P U. is definitely a heavy, heavy influence um, in my music, you know. Um, you know, I, I listen a lot to lyrics, you know, I love words, you know, I just love lyrics, putting words together and just, you know, dissecting his rhymes and just seeing the real meaning of what he talks about and stuff has uh, played a major influence in my music, also from like what I've seen and, you know, and experience growing, you know, being a you know, being a Boricua, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, you know, Sunset Park, you know, and I, I kind of incorporated what you know, why listening to P and incorporated to that to my style of rhyming, and I, you know, so you you can see definitely the influence there, and it's crazy because I have two joints where I actually sampled uh, P's voice on the hook. Like I have uh, this one track called 98 Shit, which was on um, one of my um, my mixtapes, which I sampled a, a, a P line from there for the hook. And I also have a the title track from my first album, uh, Dirty Weekend, which is the hook. Uh, we also got P on the hook, but that also example. Yeah, sample.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, that's definitely good decision right there. <laughs> yeah, so the, so the
2: influence was definitely there, man.
0: Yeah, man. So once again, if you haven't listened to Sunblaze, listen, that's a go-to artist if you're looking for that kind of 90s era hip-hop solid sodded from front to back all the time and thus does, does try different things i i did like when you sampled that akeem entrance wwf entrance uh, song oh uh, yeah yeah I, <laughs> that's like that so that was a, a slick slick uh sample and i know you got some projects out and we'll get you out back on the show for you could promote that maybe we'll get some other guests around but i want to thank you for coming to the show and sharing your experience with prodigy and what he meant to you uh, plug plug your stuff so people know where to get your music and how to support you
2: word man thanks again man thanks for having me on your show man and looking forward to coming back again and you know we talk some more hip-hop but um you know i go by the name of sunblaze i'm sunset park brooklyn representative you know what i mean um uh, you want to check my music you can go to sunblazehiphop.bandcamp.com I got a bunch of mixtapes there, free downloads. I got my my first LP, Dirty Weekend. You know, I got that available on digital and uh, physicals also. And just look out for new music, man. Somebody said pop. You know, you can Google that, and they'll give you all that, yo. So check me out on YouTube, Sunblaze.
0: Strategy tribute show. On the line from Kuwait, 88.8 FM, The Vibe, Farah, DJ Bonita. How are you?
7: I'm good.
5: I'm just waking up, but I had to do this for you, man.
0: I know. You're waking up. I'm holding on. That's the way it is with our our, (laughs) our, our, our relationship here. It's always going to be that way. What, you know, the passing of... A Prodigy came out of nowhere you know of this recording where, where everyone's assuming a sickle cell disease what are your thoughts of Prodigy his music, his influence how is it being perceived over there in your side of the world
5: well you we don't have too many um, people who are into Mob Deep unfortunately just because I feel like there's such a um, a very niche artist or, or group that not a lot of people got into um but for me personally it's such a devastating loss um he's up there with five for me you know um i've been listening to mob for as long as i can remember back in 99 uh when murder music dropped and the quiet storm remix came out with Lil Kim. that was the first time i heard prodigy and mob deep on the quiet storm remix and i was just like holy Shit, can I say that? I'm sorry. Can I say like that?
0: iTunes would not take um, us down.
5: It it was a game changer for me. And I just started revisiting everything after that. Like the infamous Hell on Earth. Absolutely incredible albums. And it just reinforced Prodigy, Prodigy's lyricism, um, his love for, for rap music, the grit, like his true personality shines. Regardless of what verse he's on, whether it's a feature or his own music, it just, you, you don't find that anymore. You don't find that anymore. And he stayed consistent throughout the years. And, and I think that's one of the things I appreciated the most about him is that he never lost his true spirit. And to have that just disappear so suddenly and you just don't see it coming. It, it really, really is a loss. And, and you wouldn't understand it unless you're truly invested in music, and and you listen to the music that we have these days, and, and then you realize that someone like Prodigy, who's so influential, uh, stayed true to his style, never forgot where he came from, uh, was consistent, but still pushing the envelope, and working with so many great people is just no longer around, it's just It it stings, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, um, I I probably don't feel the loss as much as people in New York do who actually know him and grew up around him. But it definitely stings because we we crave his energy. We crave his music. And to not have that anymore is just it sucks. It really
0: sucks. Not only has he did the Mobb Deep. Obviously, that was, was his bread and butter. That's what put him on the map. But he's been consistently putting out solo albums that are just as equal to anything that he's put out in Mobb Deep. Even 2007, he dropped an album that's completely different than whatever he had before. I was talking about this with uh, Sunblaze, uh, MC from Brooklyn, and we're going to put that in the show as well. And I would encourage you to check it out. It's, it's him really thinking about the world around him. In the bigger yeah. context In terms of what's going on So he's still prodigy But it's a lot more uh, mystical Spiritual And really talking about The stuff that's like going H-N-I-C. on in the world that, Yeah he's r- mm-hmm. It's really a good uh, album And if that, that is obviously his last album um, That came out this year I would encourage everyone to check that out uh, Farah, as always Thank you so much for giving me Your <laughs> time you, at, at this point <laughs> I'm just going to cut a check and keep sending it to you. Um, and then uh, I'm going to see you in a few weeks. We're going to... Yeah, if, exactly. Hey, listen, in a
5: couple of weeks, actually. A couple, so couple of of weeks. to that. Any, yeah,
0: we're going to see anybody who wants to hang out with Farrah, myself, and a bunch of other people. Well, I'm pretty friendly. Listen, we're going to go to the Unique Khan show over in uh, uh, Brooklyn. Um, if you don't got Kendrick Lamar tickets at this point, we're not going to see you there. But you can check us out <laughs> on Snapchat and you could be... Uh, jelly that we're doing our thing Alright, so saying that uh, Have a good one and thank you so much And we'll talk thank soon Thank you
5: Thank you so much Keith.
0: But as always, Pitch Hitter Boom, hitting it out the ballpark hey. Sir Love Day, Straight Shooter Podcast, how are you?
1: I'm doing alright man, how you doing?
0: I am doing good uh, The hip hop world took an L this week As Big Prodigy on iconic uh, MC from the rap duo Mobb Deep passed away. Uh, yes. I would love to say with confidence that it was a 100% uh, sickle cell ad of this podcast. We don't know, but that's most likely what it was. He was battling that for years and years yeah, and years. Long time. Uh, what have you heard from your side of the world about uh, Prodigy and Mobb Deep? What has been the sentiment that
1: you've been getting about him? Uh, so it's been a, a flood of responses One of my closest friends, one of our uh, Straight Shooters podcast members, Scoob, uh, okay, Scoob TV, uh, he has done uh, his first documentary was about Infamous. Uh, He's a massive Mob Deep fan. He's you know detailed and catalogued their career for years. Uh, So his response alone was this just wealth of response and detailed information and this passionate uh, you know pain of losing someone who's been such a huge part of your musical history your growth as a person, your understanding of the world as a, as a human and a man and your, your growth and development in hip hop, it's a very big deal and for me personally it's also a, a, huge, shook, a huge shaking um, as we, we lose one of those guys who represents some of the great stuff that we've always loved about hip hop, that unfortunately for a lot of the Older heads, as they like to call us, we feel often is l- being lost in the current re- uh, realm of hip hop. So it's it's tough to hear. You know, you get a guy like Prodigy, who represents first uh, true to, you know, himself, his community, his history, telling the stories of where he's from, um, and not trying to broadcast this image of what he hopes to be. Or what he thinks people want him to be. But instead being very honest about what's going on in the neighborhood. Um, and how, how rough things are. Uh, speaking really plainly and purely about the pain. You know, I remember the, the, that, that cringe I, I got that a lot of people got the first time they heard that. rocking with your face, stab your brain with your nose bone line. Uh, he had a way for crafting those sort of lines. Uh, so you combine that with you know, a type of emceeing that we don't often see, where it's not always about flipping a bunch of punchlines or even just telling a brilliant story. It's a way of ca- encapsulizing uh, uh, a feeling, an emotion, uh, a, a way of thought with a couple of lines, that everyone who hears it knows exactly what it means, even if they can't fully explain why that line perfectly explains what they're thinking. You know, that there's a war going on outside, no man is safe from, you can run, but you can't hide forever. That, it totally was the the greatest picture of what it was like growing up in Brownsville for me um, (laughs) and to hear it coming from a Queens dude uh then you add all the musical layers in of his genius behind the boards of his work on production of his work just just crafting the music it's it's a huge huge deal and a huge loss for hip-hop all around
0: yeah uh, prodigy and mob deep were definitely for me a staple of what i listened to and for me represented the way i lived my life in brooklyn i mean you were in brownsville i was in i was in sunset and sunset back there wasn't all that hot to be in but he spoke the language that we spoke out here and he was expressing the same ideas and the same thoughts that i had at the age of 15 when he when Mob deep first blew up because juvenile the first record didn't blow up as well but the infamous one is the landmark Album and that landmark album was literally ground shaking. And my, mind you, this is after Wu Tang, Midnight mm-hmm. Marauder, and yes, Nas. Sir. And so they to follow up that with their own classic means that they were studying. They were 19 years old when they dropped that. Yeah, yeah. So it speaks a lot to where they were and how ahead of it they were. But also they they were sincere and they were earnest and they were authentic. Something we don't have now. Prodigy had uh, uh, his voice was special. He had this draw yeah. that he had that was captivating. And he was, if you asked me for my top five MCs back then when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, it definitely would. He would have been my top three: him, Nas, and Meth, because they were so special. And Big was there, but those guys really spoke more of my vocabulary and my language. So when I heard he was gone, um, I was taken back um a lot by it um because of how important he was and i know those especially hell on earth and infamous i know that those two records back and forth back and forth word by word and um i'm sure you and me are going to get together to do a top five mob deep i know we have that planned out but i just wanted to get a quick um real quick synopsis of where you were with it. We're going to have a lot of people on this episode And I know that you and me We talk a lot about This type of hip-hop Our generation of Mm -hmm. hip-hop So if no one has listened to Mob Deep If you're a new person listening to this A new hip-hop lover Go back and listen to Prodigy And really compare, contrast To where it is now We're not saying that the music now is not Important or relevant We're just saying that There's Paying respect to the pioneers of this and people who have really have a name for themselves is also important. Um, As much as I want to dismiss some of the stuff I hear, a lot of people say it was good. There's good stuff out there. So I I have to respect other people's opinions. But Prodigy for me was and is one of the best MCs. His language, his slang, uh, the way he (laughs) folds bandanas. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you got to wear Tim boots. They were up yeah. there, you know, they, even yeah. visually, they were ahead of it. So um, that's where we are. That's why I am with Prodigy. Um, thank you for sharing your thoughts. I know we're going to do a top five mob deep soon. And uh, might be, we might do that in our new radio show uh, over on Anchor FM. So check us out. Crush a lot radio on Anchor FM. I think that's where we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it live. Um, so uh, definitely, thank you for uh, you know ch- checking in with us, and we'll see you in probably in a few days, right? I really wanted to talk to you about Mob Deep and Prodigy in particular because of his passing, from a perspective of an MC. You're obviously influenced. By a lot of uh music and lyrics um and you're very conscious of yours with your upcoming album on June 30th um where were you when you heard the news that P uh passed away
8: Yeah, I was actually um, I was on the train and uh I I was waiting for the train and then like I just like I was on Twitter like scrolling through Twitter and I seen that and I was like yo that's like mad crazy and I literally was, like, talking about him to my mans, like, an hour before that. We were just, like, talking about New York rap and and everything and, like, all, like, the New York, like, beefs and all that type of stuff. And it was just, like, it was crazy. And then, like, you know, I'm, like, scrolling through Twitter and it's just, wow, because, like, you know, I'm texting all my homeboys. We always talking about music when we text each other. And it's, like, in the conversation, it's, like, yo, like, p has Prodigy died. Like, that's, like, it was just mad crazy. And we were, like, sitting there for, like... You know I I was sitting in a train and I had to hit my my, my man's up because it's like yo like we all it just impacted us and stuff
0: yeah where were you like for me I grew up New York obviously Brooklyn I'm from Brooklyn you're from the other side of Brooklyn on the other side of Brooklyn Um, so I have to go into the city to go to where you are um, which is why I don't go over there um, cuz I ain't going to the city to get to the other side of Brooklyn Um, and it's and people from that side is the same thing to go to the, so we don't do that so outside of brooklyn even though we're brooklyn when we're, we're in the p- different parts and i feel like that's kind of a little bit how prodigy work where it's like this is my hood and i'm gonna rep my hood and i'm a and i'm a showcase to you the audience of how we live here saying that like when you first got introduced to mob deep how do you how did you hear it because I heard that shook one and that's how I got when I was 13 14 That's when I heard it. What was your experience with mob deep growing up?
8: I mean, so I had a cousin um, actually so it's like both my cousin and my and my brother and It's it's like it's wow because literally like yesterday. It's just crazy because like, even yesterday I was working on my the thank yous and my, my booklet for my album And I was like talking about their influence and how my brothers my brother and my cousin put me on to a lot of the music that influenced me and mob was like a big part of that. Like so, you know, growing up, I like my brother used to do music. So I didn't know like, you know, you you know, you young, so your vision of the world is like a little bit different. So I would see people coming in the studio all the time and hear the music that they was making. And I would have sworn that Mob Deep was in the studio with my brother. Now they weren't, but like I could hear the influence on them because they rapped like like, you know, Mob Deep. Like they had that sound, the production, you know, all of that. And so you know my brother put me on to a lot of that because clearly he listened to it and then my cousin took it a lot further i got a lot when i started getting older i was like getting more in my teens my my cousin um lived out in east new york on the borderline between queens and east new york and queens dudes is like you know there's a there's an energy in queens in terms of the way they support their artists and their people they're very like like brooklyn we spread love we, we're very like yo it's like we brooklyn we worldwide queens is like yo queens You know messes with queens they rock with queens it's a very territorial very like we hold on to our own kind of vibe you know and anyway like my my cousin being on that borderline over there you know really messed with my my deep heavy both of my cousins him and his sister and they had a dog named havoc you know and it was like a pit yeah yeah and it's just like so i remember being put on by him like listening to all these records and you know being young and watching like the quiet storm video and being like amazed like watching that on rap city And you know, shook ones, I came about later and then that's the beat that everybody spits on and everybody raps. Um, There's just joints like Burn, the the joint with Vita that like, it was like crazy record to me. And you know, so I got to, you know, credit my brother and my cousin, because a lot of us who are like in our like twenties and stuff like that, we kind of like, we act like, oh, we was like, when we was like five or six, we knew about Biggie like that, whatever. Of course, somebody had to put us on because that wasn't really our era per se. You know, but
0: you were in the era yeah, they, afterwards.
8: Yeah, so um, you know, I didn't have that sense of um, you know, the the polished sense that I have now, but they definitely helped me with that. So, you know, I really, and as I got older, you know, my boys like we we have a lot of differing tastes, but one thing is like Mob Deep and Prodigy is like that's a unifying kind of thing where it was like, yo, we might like somebody might like Cam, somebody might like the Lock, somebody might like. You know, Jay. Somebody. You know, but it was like always. Like you could throw a Mob Deep record on, Or you could throw the HNIC on, and it's just like yo. It's you know, we we'll bump it. We'll both bump it together, and like, um, and it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um,
0: I grew up in the generation of Mob Deep, and you grew up right after that. So there's always a put on. Like someone had to put you on to that because that's one of the issues right now with hip hop, and that's a bigger discussion for another day. Is that the newer cats? Want to not acknowledge the older cats, and that's very problematic. At least the way I see hip hop. But that's for a different generation.
8: I mean, well, but also that's like let's cut you off though. But it's crazy because like again, like they're you know they've been around for so long that it's not even like. So I gotta kinda correct myself a little bit because it's not like, oh, I completely I didn't know anything about Mob Deep like, like and had no experience with Mob Deep until my cousin came along and played, you know, murder music. It was just like I because then, you know, as I got like they had hits for years, you know what I'm saying? They they spend, you know, decades. So it's like um getaway is one of my like I remember being in junior high school or high school and hearing getaway and like being like, yo, this record is amazing, and and um, you know, and so it's like you know, this it's there. It's not like, but I, I do agree with you that there's this idea of like people don't want to hold on to like history and, and preserve the history. I didn't want to cut you off, but I had to like, you know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like I wasn't I wasn't under a rock with Mob Deep like. You yeah, know, yeah, I the definitely. Beginning.
0: Yeah, well, you're an MC, so you're gonna study, and and that's one thing why the crush a Lot podcast crew approves of Civil because we know you do your homework and you acknowledge that, and but Prodigy is really was the first real MC that I understood to be authentic and who he projects himself to be we he was on wax was who he was in real life it wasn't an acting it wasn't a. it wasn't a, an idea or an image it, that's who he was he wore the Tim's you didn't know how he was gonna fold up his bandana um, and he his slang was was unique and different um you know when everyone started saying done then he started doing it. he doubled it up done done and i'm like all right i see what you're doing you're you, you're you're keeping it moving uh what is it about prodigy's uh style or his lyrics that really uh got to your ears me
8: i think i what i was always amazed by is like we you know his his vocal presence i think is amazing i think. He had a style to him to which like you can... It's just like that darkness to... And my Deep Records in general, I thought it was always amazing that they kept that ambiance. It's like if you work in a Final Cut Pro, right? And you edit in a video and you wanna add a filter over the whole project so it all runs smooth and runs together. It's like that's how they had their sound. It was always dark, it was always gritty. Even when they did that record with 112, it's like it still felt dark and, and had that ambiance. It was fly, it was a single, but it still had that darkness to it. And I feel like a lot of that is his vocal presence and just like, like, it's that you hear him and you, you you know, you believe him. You know, you hear him and you you feel him. Like, there's a, a presence there. And, you know, I think it's just like that shit was fire and he's, he was nice. Like, you know, you listen to like, again, like I was, I was, I was talking to somebody and like the idea, like, He's like nineteen and his or or whatever right, like rapping on shook ones and like being like young, and being that nice. There's not that many people like again. You could like Nas and Illmatic, but like those are two people that you don't like being that young and being able to be that nice and and that observant and like you know the lines like um and I remember one like one joint on um on the joint with with Nas or whatever where it's like um. You know, I got the style of a stillborn child. I'm ill. It's like, that's like that's the visual, like the idea of like, you know, the thought process and the imagine it, like being so imaginative and everything. I feel like that's what's like so ill about him. Yeah, and he, he, had that he painted aura.
0: pictures. Like you, you could feel the ambiance that he was in and you could tell where his mind was when he did it. He also had a special voice. People don't, people talk about Biggie's iconic voice because it, it was so heavy. And P was laid back and he wasn't in your face but he was he had this draw his is very unique um, it's hard to describe how special his voice and his delivery was um, and that was made it special and then he just happened to be also a great lyricist so you combine all of that with him not with his, his style was very more laid back but like don't mess with me I'm trifling was just so captivating and dark as you said but like dark like i want to watch what's gonna
8: happen right now yeah 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 i mean yeah and i think again even and i think the fact that you know again you throw him on any track and he sounds like prodigy it never like he's still always him on every track and i remember i was listening to a joint that kanye produced for them um today and it's like havoc you know it was still ill but havoc sat on a kanye beat sounded more like some like talib like talib shit like it's just because of his voice and his style it just like you know when it was off of Alchemix beat it kind of like his style changed a little bit which is not necessarily bad but like prodigy got on that shit and still was like prodigy like you know there was no like you you know yeah and i think that is ill like when you can like you it's like denzel being a brilliant actor like denzel can make every role his own and like you know it's denzel and there's still elements of him but he'll transform any role that he's in while still being Denzel. Robert De Niro does the same thing. So I feel like Prodigy is like that, where it's like, he'll transform any track to fit him and still be him. And it, you'll you'll never like, you know, and I think that's an amazing talent because, you know, that shows like diversity, but also being in a pocket. Like when you're in your pocket, you could, you know, you do whatever you want. Basically, you, in, you're in, you have the utmost control over, you know, your tracks and stuff. And I think, you know, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, and I, since we started this podcast i've been saying that we from time to time me and sir love day straight shoot a podcast we get together and we make a list of artists that you should definitely check out like these are up and coming artists check them out and we've been pretty good at hitting the ones that um are up and coming we were on top of like joey joey badass and logic and childish and Holland nash um we were talking about them way before they came into the fold but we also were saying like don't forget about people like prodigy who is still releasing great contact content he had a great um album His so one of his latest solo album fully produced by alchemist and alchemist is one of the best producers in the game just prodigy and alchemist and it's Such a great album from front to back. It's you still get your mob deep feel. It's a little more refined because it's it's um it's Alchemist, but it's 100% Prodigy, and and even Havoc is still releasing some good stuff. So you know if you haven't. Uh, Anyone listening to, if you haven't listened to that and you want to hear some some new stuff, check that out. This one I forgot the name of the album, but it has the Albert Albert Einstein face on it. Um, Definitely check that out. Um, And if you haven't listened to Infamous or Hell on Earth, you should definitely should. Those are landmark albums. The Infamous was the kick in the door. We're here. Do not underestimate the follow-up. Hell on Earth it's hard to follow up that masterpiece and they did and it was arguably even better than um infamous um so thank you for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts on prodigy we're definitely going to have a civil back on the show um june 30th the album drops Uh, where can we find the album the name of the album
8: uh, so yeah B26 is gonna be out June 30th um, it's gonna be on every possible streaming site from SoundCloud to title to Spotify Apple music and my website if you want to download directly um, and we're gonna be we're gonna make available this booklet um, for those who might be streaming uh, digitally from SoundCloud and Spotify and everything I'm gonna have the uh, the digital booklet available on my site for anybody who wants to download it view it and check it out I um, I definitely Encourage that because it's a nice nice companion piece to B26. And, you know, I'm having my release party uh, for B26 on June 30th at Output. And that's going to be with um, Nitty Scott's going to be performing. If, you know, you're talking about like lyricists and and, and ill MCs, I mean, she's definitely, you know, she's up there too. I mean, and I'm going to be doing my thing. So, you know, I hope to see y'all there. Um, Again, you know, RIP, rest in peace, Prodigy. Again, Mob Deep's been a big influence in me in my life as an artist and everything and, you know just gotta give credit where it's due um you know thank you for, for having me on
0: Prodigy Tribute Show it's been a crazy getting this together but I had to squeeze this one person in who I've been listening to uh, pretty much since they started um staff writer for Dead End Hip Hop Uh, co-host of Carefree Black Girl Podcast. Check them out on iTunes. A very important podcast, in my opinion. Definitely check them out. IS Jones, how are you?
7: I'm good. I've had a very long and productive day, though, but I'm here and I'm excited to talk to you about hip-hop and about my podcast and about a little bit with what I do.
0: Good. Yeah, we reach out to a lot of people, especially people that we feel really got something special. And that's where we came and we reached out to you. A lot of people reach out to us, but we reached out to you because we felt there was something very, very special going on with the Carefree Podcast that you're uh, producing. Uh, talk a little bit about what you're trying to do with your podcast before we talk uh, Prodigy.
7: Yeah, absolutely. So the Carefree Black Girl Podcast is a company. It's a Yeah, it's basically a company that's um, owned by Quana, the MC. She's a really amazing person. And she, alongside my business partner, Wise Grisette, co produced the podcast. Now, I think um, Quana really is a visionary. And I think it's very important to say that because she was the one who brought all four of us together. And we didn't, none of us knew each other prior to um, recording. But Quana saw the vision and brought us all together in this one room. And we have very different we have very different personalities. So, Bree and I, for example, um, both have advanced degrees. Ivy and Dodge don't. Ivy and Dodge work more in the club night setting. Bree and I kind of do other things, like administrative work and, cre- and more creative works as they pertain to writing. So separately, we're all very four different girls, but together, we come together and I think our dynamic personalities make us the ultimate carefree black girl, if you will.
0: So you're telling oh. me you're the Wu Tang of the podcast world. <laughs> That's what you're telling me, and she's the Rizzle.
7: You can make that. You can make that. I mean, listen, whatever. <laughs> what I'll say is that quana quana has big ideas, and she is doing big things. And I'm very grateful to. I'm very grateful that she looked at me and said that. Um, I.S. Jones is perfect for what I'm trying to do so I mean I guess it makes you the RZA she's the RZA
0: and, and you it ah. like yo I gotta get a meth I gotta get a ghost and how yeah. it is what has been the influence of Prodigy on you you know you write about hip hop you you talk about it and you're around it a lot what has been that that thing that Prodigy really resonate with you what that impact has been for you
7: yeah so i'm a new york transplant right uh, and i'm from the west coast so i'm from cali
0: just like now, cali west
7: uh, now as you know the hip-hop landscape between coasts are vastly different in the same way that southern rap is very different from i guess western or eastern rap in kind so if i can be frank i don't have that much of a connection to Prodigy because of the regional impact. I know who Prodigy is and that he was one half of Mobb Deep and that he was very essential to hip-hop fostering its definitive sound. That much I know about Prodigy. Prodigy for me mostly came into my life when there was a beef at one point in the late mid-90s between, if I remember correctly, I know at one point him and Tupac got into it um so drop a gem drop a gem on him you know becomes a thing um there I think at one point there may have been some speculation that Mob Deep may have had a hand in the um, initial shooting yeah in the initial shooting there was a lot of speculation that did Mob Deep have any influence or have anything to do with Tupac getting murdered because the timing from the single dropping to his death is too close and so I know at one point that was an issue a point of contingency did these west coast east coast feuds get so serious to the point where people are out here literally killing each other over this music i also know in the track um i think it's called against all odds if i remember tupac this mob deep on there too so i only know i mostly know prodigy for all intended purposes a battle rapper he made a lane for himself In terms of, yeah, he was a trailblazer. He was a trailblazer. He forged New York sound. He fueled this. He fueled one of the most, I guess, I would say, prolific beats, prolific beefs we've ever had in hip hop. We've never had a beef since the death of Tupac and Biggie that was as monumental as that one was. And I think in a lot of ways it made hip hop kind of take a step back. um, Because we had to. They're now idolized as, you know, as legends. But even when they were alive, they were on the brink of becoming living legends. And I have this kind of running theory that rappers are the most famous after they're dead. They're the most prolific, the most important when they have nothing, when they can no longer speak for themselves, when people kind of mint them into these idols. But anyways, um, I know that for a lot of my um, East Coast friends, who grew up on Prodigy, it was a heavy blow, especially because hip-hop is so young still. It's still a very young genre. It's it's taken us a bit to get to, you know, metamorphosize from our disco and funk roots to now the sound we recognize in hip-hop. But hip-hop is still very young. It's not even 50 years old. And so to lose one of, for all intended and purpose, our founding fathers, it's really scary because we... We never get to. Oftentimes, we never get to appreciate our idols or those who came before us until after they're gone. And so to lose Mob Deep, then to lose my my apologies, and then to lose him so suddenly is just really unfortunate.
0: Prodigy for me was one of the staples, um, and it'll be interesting to see how he's remembered. But but that's the biggest thing with him is like be authentic, and he's someone you wouldn't try trifle with um where can the audience who's listening to find your podcast um and your writing
7: so um we're on itunes we're on itunes we're no longer on soundcloud we're on google play and stitcher i believe um so those are the main places i believe we're also on spotify too if i remember correctly but um, if you follow me on Twitter at I.S. Jones Poetry, that's all one word, I.S. Jones Poetry. Um, I have, we have a the link to the, our Twitter account is there. I write for a number of places. I was for a time freelance writing with Revolt, and I'm looking to get back into that soon. Um, my mainly found the dead-end hip-hop. Shout out to my really amazing superstar editor, Michael Stover, a.k.a. Big Sto shout out to him he's in the final stages he's in the final rounds of possibly performing at afropunk so we're all putting in good prayers and good wishes that will happen for him it's a big big deal like he's he's he blew me away like he kind of blindsided me i didn't also know he was such a great musician on top of being a rock star editor for dead end hip-hop um So shout out to Michael. Shout out to the entire Did End Hip Hop team. Like all of y'all are so great to work with and I'm so happy to be doing this work with you. Um, Most of my writing can be found there. Um, A lot of my older writing can be found with upcoming hip hop where I was editor in chief for a brief moment. Um, Most of my writing is there. I have a column coming soon in some foreseeable future called The Heart Harvest. And that will be where more of my artistic and socio-political articles will be found. Um, and you know, you can Google my name too. Some stuff comes up also.